This is the main podcast with Carrie and Evan. The main podcast is a free media source with a mission to provide better transparency in the market to connoisseurs, medical patients, recreational users, store owners, growers, extractors, and everyone in between. This is made possible through generous support from our sponsors who cover all corners of the great state of Maine. Special thank you goes out to Treeline Cannabis, Planet Tim, Watered Roots, Rugged Roots, The Head of Yeti, Tastefully Baked, Cure Cannabis, The Shack 420, Humble Family Farms, Canamelts, Salty Cultivation, The North Fire, Highbrow, Team Green, Seaworks & Co., Bade Space, Zero Gravity Extracts, Wisely Cannabis, and Stoner & Co. For more information on how you can support those who support us, please visit our website, www.mainpodcast.com, and click our Sponsors tab. You see a lot of that out, out west. Oh god, yeah. A lot of that automation it's levels. Uh, anything over 100 lights, you kind of had to have it. So yeah, it's true. I mean, you're not going to see anything of scale that's not like you know that formation. Yeah, you know? yours, yours yeah. was probably the biggest grow I saw without automation. Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, right. Watering, so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that must have been tempting. I mean, it's still there. I mean, we're going to automate uh, Portland, and I have half of Auburn automated. And we will go to full, depending on the plant, how you do. I mean, if you're still going to do the large plant model, it's absolutely fine to, to hand water. I mean, the boys have done that within the first hour of the day. Yeah. yeah. But anytime you're going to go to a small plant model, it's it's literally impossible to, because you're, you're, now you're taking your watering time from an hour to four. So it didn't make sense. So wait a minute, you talked about the small plant size. Are you talking about like the little ones, mm -hmm. like going that size? Yeah. Just going that's what it was out west size. a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. Like just really yeah. like footers or so not we're going even? From Am I right on that about the size? Yeah. 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 So we're going from a 15-gallon pot to a two-gallon pot. Yeah. So that's the big deal. And, and it helps too with what I'm seeing. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to any of it, but it's like we'll say at the end uh, – I'm seeing, let's say, like an OG base strain with a weaker root base, something like that. It's it's been amazing because now you can you don't have to certain certain varieties won't grow in the model that we do with the large plant that we're noticing. Like we're about to release runs this summer. You can't do that large model, so we have a ton of it on the small scale. You know, how come so, you can't do runs? <clears throat> Is it the lineage? Is it part just, of what? It doesn't want to drink. It's, no. it's a lanky plant. Yeah, it, it, it's you know, and it's one of those ones too that like. If you don't do a complete leaf pull, the beautiful color of runts purple will be on the tops. The bottoms will be green. It will look like a completely yeah. different flower, you know? So you're like separating them anyway. And you know from the consumer, they're like, they'll, they'll say that it's not the same thing, even right. though we know it is, but it's, you know what I mean? So it's just different farming techniques to it. So it made sense to do it on a smaller scale. I mean, you know, a smaller plant. Yeah, model. yeah. So it gets that true hue yeah. that you're looking for. What kind, what strain was it? Um, Golden Cobra that used to do that would have a purple and then some green. Do you remember back yeah, in the day? I'm trying to think. There, there's a few of them that would definitely Or they like were, that. but they, some I of mean, them were anything remarkable. Anything that didn't get direct light will give you that pigment change. And it's like, 
and we learn too, and the hard part with that, let's say for instance, that smaller root base, when you do a heavier leaf pull on them on a bigger plant, now they're hurting even more on their on their you know uptaking of the water. So it's like it's it's such a fine balance, man. Yeah. And it's I think people don't realize how tough it is to get that proper bag appeal on certain varietals. You know, in what we're mm. doing, we're taking half of the the pounds and you know you know whatever pre roll or whatever it is. So it's still the same herb and it still tastes the same. It just looks completely different. The inclusion of what you put into what, what's going to be on the shelves too is. Uh, <laughs> Well, you always paid attention to that, too, though, yeah. way back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always about making sure that you were given, like, the finest-looking product. I think it's important. I think for us, it's like, especially as a grower, you're sitting there and you're looking at the product all the way through from start to finish, and you want the end consumer to have that best experience, you know? Yeah. And we found it's even hard now. It's like we get a lot of flack as far as not having our product in general. Well, that's yeah. tough. That's hard at that scale. That's so hard at that scale. I mean, think about what we're doing now. I mean, if, if you're taking down that much and then putting in all the jars, I need a warehouse just for the jars. And then on top of that, <laughs> that we have a, huge a lot of women deal. that work for us, and they're the ones doing the drops at the store. You know what 10 pounds of jars is like? No, that's actually a really good point. It's like well, 128 eighth jars, I think, is what's in a pound. That yeah. weighs a shit yeah. ton, and that's a, a lot ton. to be that's moving around. One yeah, really one pound. And yeah. With, with a volume three stores, having people lugging around, you'd almost have to have a dedicated team just to move yeah. jars and shit like that. Yeah. So, and, and that's been the – and trust me, when I get my, my herb – I take it out the bag and I put it in a jar. I get it. No, I get it. I, I do yeah. get it, but it's... It doesn't change how you have... Yeah, it doesn't mean that you have to change how you're putting it together for other people. I think people are going to take care of the product that they buy. Yeah. I would. And we're I mean, trying to, on the on the back end, to do a better job to make sure that miler's open, that it's really, that it gets that air in there so it stays, you know what I mean? So it won't squish it's on like there. a chip bag, a little bit of cushion to it. Exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what, I mean, back in the day, I think the best meme I, I seen was from Planet Dawn, and it was like, this is what your herb looks like in, in a plastic bag. And it was like a meme of Spider-Man's head all warped. And it was just <laughs> like, it's right. <laughs> you know, and. It can happen. It yeah. can. It can yeah. happen. So it, but from a logistics standpoint, they got to understand where we're coming from, too. It's, mm. it's, it's, I don't know, we'd need Sean's truck all the time to haul around jars. It, it's just not feasible. And a trailer. <laughs> and a trailer, yeah. exactly, yeah. I think it was uh, when we were at Since Me and you switched everything over to jars, I was like, holy fuck, that's a shitload of jars, and we're just outfitting the store, and, and it was still the volume wasn't even close, so obviously. <laughs> no, like pull. I mean, we have these bags designed with all of our license numbers, the proper wording, this, that. I mean, they've been designed absolutely perfect, and you know, approved. We've mailed, we mailed one to OMP, and they flipped it over and read it, and brought it back, and sent it back to us, and said, "Add this." We add that, and did this. And now they're perfect. Now to recreate that whole thing for all these jars, because it would be a different label, it would be a sticker, it would be more labor, it would be more time, it would be more. Everything. Yeah, so you guys don't even have the sticker anymore. The bag comes printed. The only thing we sticker is the strain. We put the round, regular yeah. strain sticker on. No, there. that's pretty cool then. Because um, yeah. we put our manufacturing license on there, mm -hmm. our cultivation license on there. Yep. Um, we didn't at the time put a store number on there because we didn't have a store number to put on there. Yep. But you have to have to have a designated store number. 
for adult use. For, everything. Uh, Every okay, for adult, adult use. use has yeah. a license number. Mm. And it's more individual, like the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's adult use. Like you really have to track what each individual patient is getting. I mean, now there has to be some sort of tracking, but so like for flow hub, I know on like the medical side, the, like the barcode is kind of applicable to the entire batch of like a versus yeah. adult use. Each individual barcode is specified to that specific product. Well, it's a, it's a batch number. Yep. So, I mean, we haven't actually broken into the barcode world yet. Yeah. We probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tells you on there, all of the, the sticker we put on there has all of the batch number, THC content, past testing. Cause, yeah, because everything the, has to be tested for rec, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jesus. You know, and even when we take stuff to our lab... I mean, we have to add that license number on there. Mm-hmm. And if we bring it back to Auburn, we have a manufacturing license in Auburn, we have to add that license number to there. So you have your cultivation license, yeah. your manufacturing at the lab, your manufacturing where we packaged it, and the store where it was sold. And all that has to be on All that, that has to be on there. Jesus. Do yeah. you, well, without getting you guys in hot water, do you feel like that's over-regulation? Or do you, I mean, if you could tweak it, would there be ways that you could tweak it? Well, the the only system thing- that would make sense. I mean, part of this, I understand why they would want each step documented because at any one point, you could probably infiltrate or add a different product if you wanted to that was an outside source or right. claim it's yours or vice versa. But I mean, I think the, I mean, I think what they're doing is good as far as they want to work with you. Yep. I think everything there at some point is going to become cumbersome enough where you can inadvertently get yourself into trouble without knowing. You know, you, I mean, I did the other day. I did, I did a metric no-no because I really thought I was right. You know, <laughs> we sent our material to the lab, our own lab, with to have processed. Oh, right. You know, and you have to transfer that in metric. And then, you know, we had our, we knew it had to be packaged and labeled and stickered and everything properly done at the lab under the cameras of the manufacturing license. So we did that. We brought a crew down. We did it all perfect. And then I transferred it back to myself and metric to our warehouse in Auburn. Well, you can't go that way. So they called right away and said, you can't. So we had to transfer it back and we brought it back to Portland. Mm. It's, oh, just, those, right. it's, it's just those little nuances of I mean, it. So now, they're like paying attention to the point where they saw a mess. Yep. They called you right away. Like, Hey, you mm-hmm. can't do that. Wow. Now, so they're really, they're really on it. I, within an hour and a half, they had talked yeah, to me. It'll flag it in metric, then they'll... Yeah, it's like, like something, hey, this shouldn't move this way. And yeah. I just thought I was right mm-hmm. as far as it's, it's you know, if you look at it from the Attraction Lab's a different business. Right. And so I'm looking at it like I'm taking my product back, mm-hmm. you know. I'm and not what, taking, what they, I'm not taking someone else's. Huh? How did they want you to move Well, the way you have to do it is you have to go from, like, we are the cultivators. Yep. So then we sent it to our lab. Mm-hmm. Now we're the extractors. Yep. And now I have to sell it to um, ABC store, DEF store, and I have to call the lab and say, I'm selling 30 of this, 40 of that, 20 of these, 19 of those, 17 of those to ABC store. And then the lab has to make it manifest and transfer oh, wow. that to them and they have to come get it. And so you can't just do it through under your umbrella of, <laughs> oh, right. you can't. You can't it's send just, it from the lab back to the grow. And then sell right. it out of the grow, essentially. It has to go. From the lab to a manufacturing license or to a storefront. Oh, God, right. yeah. So, that, so it just becomes, I mean, you know, so if somebody comes in and processes 100 pounds of material, you know, 
Unless they have a manufacturing license now, we're stuck holding on to this stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we have some of that right now, actually. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they might call... I mean, granted, they paid for the processing, but I don't want to be responsible for holding on to their product. It's their product. It's a good product. Yeah. Go take it and sell it. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a cumbersome step, and maybe they'll see that in the future. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe don't by know. input. Maybe by your they, input. They talked by, to us very well. We, I had a conversation yesterday with OMP about we're trying to get our final license for manufacturing approved at, in Auburn. So here we are in the middle of a warehouse nobody's in there except for approved people with licenses with credentials with everything and they came in to do our inspection then they called and says well you have to separate your adult use from medical which we do mm-hmm. and they knew that they saw how we did it because we did it on their recommendation they said well if you separate it and label it differently so we did exactly what they say and then they then they read into a little bit more and said it had to be in a lock cabinet and you you can't be able to see it can't see it. So I'm like, what? You gotta. So I, I sent him a picture of these cages that roll around and you can lock them. They're $900 cages. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that's great, but you can see in it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Do wow. Now what? Like, well, it says you're not be able to, supposed to see it. I was like, well, so you want the camera so you can see everything, but you can't see in it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I guess. So they're talking about, they have a meeting tomorrow about that topic. Yeah. Because it's just something that's, they're finding themselves internally on that one. And here yeah. we are, we're just trying to get a license mm-hmm. and, and do it right. So they are open to suggestions. They are. They are. They're so awesome. The, I about will that. say that. Like, for instance, let's, let's say they're, if we have an issue or they're in, they're willing to work with us, you can call them on the phone and have that conversation in real time. It's mm-hmm. not, like they understand that again we keep saying we're pioneering this for this for this state no right you're now, right right now so i don't think that it'd be foolish of us to think oh my god they have all their ducks in a row it's, it's still not, a learning curve is we're what all you're learning together yeah sure you know and i'm grateful for the platform i think we all are to be able to sell cannabis as a legitimate business mm-hmm. so you know doing the steps to work with them together, we're willing to do that all the however way. However tedious yeah. and however maybe that they might uh, kind of rub each other the wrong way until it's figured out sure. that they well, do that, that cause a lot of friction. Sense. Sure. And they do. I yep. know that might not be the popular vote, but they really do. And everybody's just trying to figure it out too. You know, we come up against this and now tomorrow they're gonna meet about this and say, oh yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, cause it, nobody's gonna come out the gate and make it perfect. Right. Yeah, right. There's always going to be tweaks and twerks and mm-hmm. fixes. Mm-hmm. So that's just what we're doing. That's no big deal. Well, it seems like the current culture, too, and we've had a lot of discussions about this, some of which I've had to edit out because I got like two down a rabbit hole. But it seems like everyone has really made them the enemy. And any anything about them that you say in a positive light, like, hey, they helped me with this, it's like, <laughs> you know, the community's trying to condemn sure. you right away. Mm-hmm. But fine, I have. But they're not. I mean, they're, yeah. they want to help you. They'll tell you, we're not here to beat your door down. Mm-hmm. If you're doing backyard hood rat shit yeah, yeah they'll beat your door down mm-hmm. but, you know if you're crying they yeah. want to come in and they want to help you they want to sit yeah. down with you and say well this has to be this way and this has to be this way and you can get there by doing this yeah, yeah. that's what we we talk uh, about too it seems like they're trying they to have working down, relationships you know, because they're they're good yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, it is. dj you had experience out in colorado <laughs> with when it's uh, when it shifted do you mind giving me an idea of time frames and stuff like that like and what was happening within the cannabis industry in, in colorado correct yeah, for sure um 
you know, I first got out there in uh, 2011. I think it, the voting happened in 2013 and shifted to adult use in 2014. Um, but, you know, out there, medical, if you had uh, caregivership, medical storefront, any of that stuff, was still seed to sell tracking with metric. It so, was. Yes, it wasn't like Maine. Maine's kind of the wild, wild west with that aspect. So, you know, even for med out there, you still had metric. Um, you know, most people had a POS system and all that. So kind of the standard protocol out there was, um, you know, seed to sell tracking. Everything had to be tested, whether it was medical, recreational. And it's, you know, just something I'm, I'm kind of used to, to be honest. They didn't have a, a prolonged period of time like we did where or, or any kind of period of time where a lot of this wasn't being tracked out there Not in Colorado. No, not for a I, I guess I wasn't paying attention enough at, it's, at it's the time. It's weird the voting and happened, it. and everything was implemented within six six months to a year. So there six wasn't to a year. you know a three or four year wait like in Maine. Um, mm-hmm. So no, it, it it was pretty standard. Somebody had uh, I had a guest on here who had uh, spent some time out in Colorado, and he was there during the transition, I suppose, of when there was a medical program, and then when new regulations hit it, and he mentioned something about went from was it 500 square foot to 500 cubic foot for a caregiver? Or that's what he alluded to, like, or maybe he, fabrication of the numbers, but to the point where it's like more back to closet growing was allowed or Yeah, that or smaller wasn't scale. the case when I was out there. No. Um, that might have been the specific municipality or something like that. Oh, it was broken up like that? Yeah. Oh, definitely. it was. You had certain municipalities like Colorado Springs where I was at was a lot more strict. Mm-hmm. And everyone moved their grows down to Pueblo, where it was just you could do whatever the hell you wanted. So we should Sounds expect like that here. It already yeah. has happened here, and it's probably going to stay that way, right? It's not going to be anything where every city is. You could expect it. It's sort of like dry towns. It's going to be all over the place like that too, isn't it? Through the state. Well, I mean, some are going to regulate harder, like we've seen on a Portland scale for medical yeah. and so on. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah, it's like that down south. I mean, there's pretty much no opt-in communities south of Biddeford right now. Um, you know, you have- Tater- None making themselves available? Really, you got Elliott for storefronts. I think yeah. that's about it. Uh, north and South Berwick, um, but you know, nothing on the coast, pretty much south of Portland. So it's Kitt- normally, like I know Kittery's in a they situation right now, right? They're, they're trying to they're push trying forward, to, yeah. but it would never have happened unless existing business owners in that area kind of started making themselves more available to city well, yeah, sure. yeah, it happens everywhere. It has the whole yeah. time for you guys too, right? Yeah, I mean, other, I mean, you could see that other ones that we're in, like now that the the municipalities are getting involved, you know, on the inspection end, you know, they're they want to collect their revenue as well. So I think that's what they're seeing. Okay, they're seeing that this municipality is charging X amount of dollars. They want that stream, so they're going to put some kind of inspection force team together to. You know to get that like, going i feel like you talked to a lot of people and they're like dude i could have set up a grow like 10 years ago no one would even show up i you know you just like kind of filled out your paperwork sent it in and now it's like they want you to have like an architect the city planner mm. so the whole nine yards i don't know all that but they've definitely there's they've seen i think everything that goes on there and mm-hmm. they just they're trying to make sure they can keep it under wraps as best as possible but it's definitely Pretty been much. a big evolution from kind of doing whatever you want to to well, having some real well, infrastructure Ryan, yeah, good, very good point. And I think uh, you shared a story with me once, and I don't know if you'd want to uh, go into it or share a little bit more. Uh, one of the, 
one of the things that you said that you would do if you got into the cannabis industry to the level that you wanted to get into is it had to be where you could depart from um, the gray area. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And and your family uh, kind of put you in that spot. <laughs> well, I mean. But not, not that you weren't willing. <laughs> not that you weren't willing. I'm just well, saying. I, I think they put up with, you know, decades of, of, of my nonsense, too. You know, sure. I, I've been passionate about the plant for, I mean, you guys know me for such a long period of time that I'm 41 and we're talking 20 years of it. So, I mean, yeah. without uh, getting into too much detail, that tells you a lot. You sure, know? sure, yeah. So, yeah. For, for their sake, they knew the passion that I had for it and how I was always into it on all levels and, and the things that I was doing to just evolve the plant and, and and be involved with it and they stood by me so when there was a chance for legitimacy i think i thought i owed it to them you mm -hmm. know it's just like all right you stood behind me and I, and I told them too at the time i says listen this is something that i love and i'm willing to accept the repercussions to my actions and, and they understood that and to and to because they knew i loved it so on the other hand i was like well this is all going forward i have no reason to not be in this area Mm -hmm. And and for for them, I, for them to stand by me this whole time, I owed it to them to 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 stay. And you know, I've got children now, and it it's still like, allowed you to have that go for your passion. Yeah, which yeah. was in the garden. That's right. It has been. It's been your life for that's it quite a long for, time forever. And in this, and you like it, Maurice. Yeah, I, there's nothing like it. And I tell Sean that all the time. And I'm in there, and you know, it's I'll be a Sunday morning, and I'm in there, and it's like everybody else is doing whatever. And but for me, it's just like this is the place that I find serenity. You know, I'm in there and and the noises of the garden and everything to it and just being immersed in it. It's like for me, it's the only time where I can like drown out everything. Now, as business owners, as at, you know, a certain scale, you got to realize that you're now problem solver. That's what you do. You're not necessarily, hey, Ryan, you're you're a grower. No, I, I manage a lot of people. You like to oversee it now, at least. It yes. is, but at the same time, if I get that moment to be like, all right, I'm going to shut the door in here and shut out the outside world, get in there and get in there with the plant. Get a little dirty. It, yeah, and just yeah. see, and you know, and that's what I tell the gardeners too, because there's so many people out there, they're like, hey, I'm going to follow charts, so I'm going to follow this, and, and I'm the exact opposite. I, I say it to the guys all the time. I said, what's the plant telling you? Yeah. So that's what's going on. That's, so that's what I really want to get in those rooms and be like, look at the expression of the plant so I can see what it's going through and, and work off that. And, and it's just to be in that. That's why we all do this from the start. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When we're getting there and we're growing the plant and we're giving its best expression and we're seeing these things, that's what really gets me going. You know, so when I get those moments, which are few and far between now. So you're still able to spend a good amount of time in, in veg and flower? Yes. The way you, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you live in both. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, it's, and that's... For me, it's like there's nothing else to. I, I want to do this forever, no matter what end of it is. You know, I, I said this to DJ, you know, just the other day. In the end, uh, you know, I have children that are growing, so I chase them around and stuff. But at the same time, it's like if I could ever just have like a 20 lighter that I just go in there and try to push new genetics forward. And, you know, I was talking to Melting Pot about that the other day, and too, we just geek out on those things. And it's like that for me is makes me happy, you know, mm. to be in there and really say, hey, we created something here that the general public is going wild for. We're also, you know, progressing the plan on these ends that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. For me, that's special, you know. Do you think that it's like you staying in the garden, having such a hands-on role has allowed you guys to scale up and also keep 
some quality? Because I feel like there's a lot of times you see a lot of companies scale up and then it's almost like their head grower kind of takes more of a managerial yep. role, doesn't really not so hands-on, and then you can kind of see quality dip a little bit. But it seems to you guys, you really scaled up and were able to keep, if not somewhat improve, you know, what you guys have been doing. I, I, I will I will benefit some of that to the build-out, like the, the rooms that Sean designed and what we came in through were state-of-the-art that it was like the LEDs. So yep. we were growing, you know, under Gavitas, and to go to that switch, you know, I was nervous at first, but to see mm. that the expression that they were getting from that spectrum was <clears> phenomenal. And then we'll put it this way, from ha being in the Marine Corps, my leadership was always, I want to be with the boys. Right. I want to yeah. show them. I'm, I'm more of a leader of, uh, I'll lead by example. You're in the thick of it with yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm off the floors in the bathroom, mm -hmm. you know? So that type of thing with them, it shows them, yeah, because what, what people forget is we're still farming. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, because it's inside and we take beautiful pictures and you see them on social media. The boys are still there at seven. They yeah. leave at five. Like we are farming. This mm -hmm. is hard work. So in order to have motivation to do that, you got to be in there like pushing that forward, showing them that you're excited, you know, teaching them. That's the other thing. My teaching style with with the guys is I'm working right side by side in explaining the process as I do it. And, and being excited about that process and showing that if we do this, this is the end result. And this is how we do, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. all those things, it just, it seemed to work for us. I don't know if it does for everybody. And it's, you know, being in the garden all the time, it, it, things change at that, at that scale as well. So saying like, if, you know, when you have problems, yeah, you're they dealing with escalate. They really keep you up at large yeah, scale. <laughs> yeah, for, for yeah, real. No, so to, you have to have eyes on the room it had to be a little day. dawning go from, and it's not to say that you weren't growing at a good size in, in spatially speaking mm. or, or prior to when, as a caregiver. Um, you still have a whole new set of issues now because of scope, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's... And you're bettering it with the lighting and the air filtration mm. and all of these things, but are the... Uh, the problems that come not necessarily from the room now or, or well, they do because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember this and this is the hardest part. So we moved into a new space. Yeah. We do new things and anybody knows that in order to really dial in a grow, you gotta be in that space for at least a year. Yeah. Your at, first two grows, you get lucky. That's it. Yeah. yeah for <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah. I got lucky on my first two. <laughs> yeah. And then from there on out, I didn't he, dial in the barn. It oh, didn't happen right, after though, that. The first go on any room, you're like, holy shit. Wow. But then you chase your tail after that yeah. because yep. it's about dialing in that room because you're going, what people don't realize is the seasons outside affect the seasons inside. 100%. Yeah, they do. So with that being, you have to go on there. And for us, yeah, we battled all kinds of things. And for some reason, uh, this, this, you know, this industry that we're in, the, the scrutiny level is amazing. Like for us to do this at a scale and then to, to be no issues, mm -hmm. That's a very difficult process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can say my people are amazing. Yeah. yeah, we have great quality control. Did we have issues in the garden here and there? Absolutely. You mm -hmm. know, to say like you're getting all your, your vegetables from Shaw's and there's not one that has an issue with it. Yeah. But right. do you call Shaw's and tell them that there's an issue on it? Because I hear it on the other end. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for us, it's like we're doing the best we can. And it took me a full year, us, a full year to be like, all right, we have it dialed in. We have all these systems in place. And now, you know, we've, you know, 
you never eradicate anything, okay? Mm -hmm. You're just, you're able to have systems in place you where- You move along with it. Yeah, you move along with it. Controlling so, and the pressure. Yeah, there you go. And that's what it is. You, it's about controlling the threshold of whatever you have. Yep. And, we, and we're really doing a good job of that now. The, the herb is better than it's ever have. It has, you know, certain strains had density problems. So you'd see sometimes you'd have spots of botrytis or things like that. There's other things out now that we put in place that just, you know, work with ions that fight things like that. So it's like, it's great now to see. Oh, ions. I remember hearing about that tech yeah. a couple of years back or a few years back. Yeah, Innovative Solutions has a thing out right now that we use in the garden that works really well. I haven't seen it hurt any of the terpene levels or anything like that. Negative and positive ions that are released on the canopy to fight any kind of spore or anything Onto like that. Onto the canopy. Yeah, so you Pretty put cool. them in there and what it is, and also has a plate on the back that kind of heats in it, like it, it micronizes hydrogen peroxide as well. Oh, geez. Yeah. Your terms have gone up since you started using them. That's what I'm saying. So how would that have happened? Just because cleaner. I mean, you just got it more dialed in and mm -hmm. small plant model. I've seen a lot better terpene expressions from the lab, from extraction mm -hmm. and stuff. So, you know, I think, uh, and you, and you bringing it up and talking about gardens and I'm sure you, uh, experienced it as well, DJ, like any time you're going to go into a new setting, I mean, I've never known a grower to go in and, and hit it balls out from that point forward too, regardless, or mm -hmm. there's always flips, there's always a learning curve. Yeah. And also, I mean, at that scale too, you are dealing with a lot more people who you are instructing as well. Yeah. Some with experience and, and some not as much, but hopefully everybody's getting, but that's just something that happens when you first grow into a position, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, we're, so we're building a lot of people are learning together. It's not for the moment so much yeah. as it's for the long haul. Well, there's no SOPs to what we're doing. We're, no. we're, we're building a company together from the ground up. So it's not like we can go back and there's a rule book and they're going to be like, hey, you need to do this at this step. Mm -hmm. No, we're developing as we go. And obviously you're going through people and, and, and things like this are happening. It's just, I, I think, I, I don't want to say lucky, but I also think that we have an amazing core of people mm -hmm. that are, are all willing to, to sacrifice for the, the same goal. They understand that, like, if we're going to look at this 10 years from now, we're going to be like when this cannabis cannabis industry rolled out, we all did this together. As a company, we pushed forward and we made a mark in the state. Mm -hmm. And that's and that to me, I think there's no cooler thing. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, like how many jobs that you're going to have that you're going to sit back at and be like, wow, we really made some sort of a difference. You I pioneered I mean? something too yeah. at the same time, you know, so yeah. Well, um, you guys talked a lot about scaling up the grow. I think like that was pretty cool. But the coolest thing is like the scale up of the store, you know, because we all got to see it like such a small, immature stage. And obviously the cannabis industry has boomed, you know, by sure. probably I would assume hundreds of percents for a lot mm -hmm. of people. What is like the challenges that you've seen scaling up in a store? Because a, a grow is one thing and then not to say that it's not important, but a store you're dealing with <laughs> all this inventory. Yes. It's, it's, I feel like there's just crazy amounts of moving parts <clears throat> of product that's not yours or spending mm. money on people's product, things like that. Have you noticed a really big challenge with trying to scale up to now going on three stores in Portland mm. and dealing with the inventory controls and all that type of thing? Um, that would be more on, <clears throat> on Sean's end. He, he deals with that, with that end of the fence as far as like the inventory side. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I could say for that that reason is, and this is what we built Sensamia on, as, as you guys know, has been brands. Mm -hmm. Like we were always a huge proponent of like, yeah, I love what we do, but we know as being consumers that it's so cool to go into a spot and be like, all right, we have the best growers in the state. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the only thing is finding like 
the rotation of growers within, you know, to, yeah. to supply the stores, one, yeah. you know, and then just the personalities that go with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I mean, you guys know all the boys. For sure. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and then, you know, having business minds, all of that stuff. But as far as like the inventory that Sean would know more of how they, they implemented that. I think we grew slow enough that it wasn't a big hurdle moving on to the next stores. We just kind of replicated what we had. And thankfully, when we opened our Auburn store, it was slow enough so that we could ease into it. Mm-hmm. I think if we would have taken three stores and opened them at the speed they're moving at now, it would have been pretty tough. Yeah. But, I mean, as you both know, when we started over here, I mean – you know, we were excited on some pretty small days. We were really excited. <laughs> yeah. So it grew nicely. Mm-hmm. I think if we would have stepped in and had it as busy as we are now, there'd be an issue. Yep. Because that's certainly not any of our forte for to be inventory control and coming up with different things. Yeah. It's thankfully been slow enough that it's, it's moved along and the, and the people, the workers at the store, the bud tenders at the store are you know, consumers, so they're into it and they can, you know, kind of steer people and they Mm -hmm. can bring new products to our eyes and say, hey, you know, I saw some of this on this and and we're like, oh, that's great. We'll try it. And if it Mm -hmm. works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we've been able to grow that slow enough. Well, Mm -hmm. and you do it to give credit. I feel like everyone, Brittany has, I feel like done a great job of like Mm -hmm. trying to hone in that ship and, you know, and keep it moving. So, you know, I feel like it's important Ryan mentioned a lot, the team that you got behind that is like driving you forward. And she seems like she's been a real crucial member of that. So we're so proud of our, our team. We'll say that. I mean, we have, you know, for instance, some some really young people that stepped into roles that just showed like their ability. Like we we would be nowhere without the team. Mm-hmm. And we know that. I mean, the, these people have really just dug in and has sacrificed for the sake of the company. And it's like you watch them grow as as people at the same time. I mean, we're talking people in their early 20s and you're watching them like really step into managerial positions and watching them, you know, have people under under them and how they're reacting. It's it's pretty cool to see, you know, and I think that this industry is only allowing that. And mm-hmm. I say that I don't know a lot about other ones, I agree but with that. No, yeah. you got to think about this cannabis industry. How many twenty-something-year-olds are coming in, stepping into these roles, having for sure departments. it's really attractive to. Yeah. It was, it's uh, setting up a lot of people too. I think for the future, because there's and to speak to what you said, there's not a lot of industries where twenty-something-year-olds can come and not only build a resume, get mm-hmm. crazy amount of experience, you know, learn things that they never really would working at like a supermarket. They're getting more responsibilities and stuff like that. You know, and I've noticed it firsthand. I think a lot they're of they're impactful. People are, yeah, they're they're, they feel empowered, too. You know, it's yes. an industry I feel like that a lot of people that are, like, on the ground level feel really empowered because, like Sean said, you know, they're the ones that tell tell the people that are ordering, hey, we need to get this, and most of the time you guys listen because <laughs> if they're saying it, right. they're probably hearing it firsthand. Or well, think about this, too. How, how many times have you went from a prior job home excited to dig into a project about mm-hmm. something? I mean, this is something that they... It, it's a culture, so they're living it anyway. So right. almost some, a lot of times they're so immersed that they don't even know they're working. Mm-hmm. They're like, holy cow, you know, I want to find this or I want to bring this on the shelf. I love this grower and let's bring him in store and see the reaction to it. Because this is how cool is it as a bud tender, let's say, they're the line of defense from the general public. 
and they find these things that that they enjoy, put them on the shelf, and then they can stand behind it at the counter. Yep. You know, it, it's just a, it's a cycle to it. Mm-hmm. And and to see some of these other people, like I said, still being young and and Brittany, for example, you know, she's she's still young and she has, you know, three stores under her belt and she's a boss. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking boss. Yep. And and we love to see her yep. grow. And I remember when she first, she was the third hire sort of that was running mm-hmm. it and uh, she was only working Saturdays, but you could tell like that woman whipped the place into shape. Love it. <laughs> now, and yeah. just in that one period of time and, and she created a, a nice following on that day too, I remember. And so that connection, that uh, desire to succeed was emblematic of uh, yeah. a lot of things that you guys are right i mean she's a perfect fit for what you think i think she's very motivational people too because anyone that knows britney knows it doesn't just stop at the store she's a single mom i mean she's always working i mean i remember when i worked with her it's like she'd buzz around run her kid to cheer practice come back and check on us and do everything she needed to do so i mean yeah she has her head on a swivel to say the Mm -hmm. least and i think you know she's been crucial and and you guys obviously agree in helping the company grow Mm -hmm. for sure yeah amazing um i think one of the things that uh, I want to touch back on, Sean, is uh, the Evan sort of steered it towards um, not necessarily like the economics of it, but you've made moves at the right time to invest and sometimes pushing forward uh, to try to get the company to develop the company into a position that you want to be in, correct, on the market? That's yeah. been the overall goal. Like we talked about getting to three stores. Well, I think he's saying like for layman's terms, is that when you're that big, it's so easy for people to be like, Hey, that guy must have an investor and out of state money or something yeah. like that. And that's one thing I think we wanted to point on because, you know, talking to you guys, it's really just been you two, you know, from the beginning. And so I feel like that's important for people to hear is that it's possible. There's people doing it in the state of Maine and it's good to have, because it's not like you guys, we've seen it with other people like Jay from Highbrow and stuff like that. It's easy when a company grows rapidly, is very successful and is doing things the right way for people to kind of, you know, cast judgment on it. But it, like I'd say, it really has just been you guys from the beginning. And you guys have just constantly, you know, reinvested in yourself and the patients and the community. And that's what's led you guys to where you're at now. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's that's true. Um, there was definitely no trust funds. <laughs> uh, no investors. Ryan and I have went through uh, high school together. And so we, we date back that far. Um, You've been attracted to the cannabis industry for a while though right is yeah, that fair to no, say for sure yeah i yep, mean pr- for sure yeah okay um and i knew that about you i knew you know i knew uh it was just one of those yeah that you already had an inclination towards it you already wanted to be involved in it for and sure so I, mean, I love um entrepreneurism i love business i love local business i i really do i, I thrive on it um mm-hmm. i Positioned myself, you know, with a lot of hard work pretty well to be able to to handle all this. I, uh, you know, after college, I worked in my profession of engineering for many years, and it was a very good, very, very good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that allowed me to purchase a lot of real estate, and I slowly did. I started buying apartments in 2003, and I haven't stopped. Um, And I've... I've just really positioned myself. I, you know, I've, I've never, I've always just paid down debt and continue paid, paid. to build and build on yourself. Always. So, you know, when it came to, and then when we, I think you mentioned to me once before, and for me, it was just a different way of thinking. And it's a simple thing. And 
anybody who thinks business understands you re you would like uh, refinance on a place so you can invest and buy off the equity into another apartment and you were able to grow that yeah fairly I, rapidly I and it was a really good move yeah man i mean i you know i didn't do any outside investment like 401k and <laughs> one with stock markets the other, and things like that i just something on literally the line. dumped every extra penny i had into real estate you know i lived in one of my apartments for years <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then finally bought you know a house uh, but until then i just we we i put money back into all my real estate and then when it came time for ryan and i to pick up you know really look at each other and say well it's either go big or go home at this point yeah and we decided to put our necks on the line i mean i was able to i mean i, I had a second mortgage on every single piece of property including my personal home <laughs> yeah i put every single thing i had on the line everything mm-hmm. and that was you know my stuff personally it's not from my parents it's not from an investment group it's not it's all me it's 20 years of hard work <laughs> and your own money leading up to that exact right moment. and that kind allowed of respect us to, somebody for that kind of grift in the sense that you're always willing to put everything on the line. I well, it was. I you, knew I wouldn't. The only thing I, I told Ryan this I mean, hundred times can't make you crazy. At some point, you can oh, it definitely stop made you crazy. Thinking, oh no, no, but. it keeps it keeps you up at night. It keeps you worried. I mean, you've got mouths to feed. You got bills to pay and things like that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I knew I wouldn't die. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no matter what I did, I wouldn't die. Yeah. So I figured, this is it. It's. Mm-hmm. There's an Do opportunity here to make a mark. the whole thing. Yeah, there's right. an opportunity here to get into an industry that's just skyrocketing. Um, as technology-wise goes, expansion-wise, it's all good. So we were able to get get our facility in Auburn, you know, purchased. Mm-hmm. And then as we built out in there, you know, we would go one room at a time. And it would pay for the next room. It would pay for the next room. It would pay for the next room. Yeah. And, you know, sweat equity is what we've got <laughs> you know we'd be there on a saturday night hanging clips on a 14 foot ceiling and sweeping floors and painting floors and just cleaning up you know for the contractors and anything mm-hmm. we could anything we could do to cut costs you know and not cheap out but to cut cost you know nothing went through there without me looking at it and saying okay that's money wisely spent mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And then, so then we had that up and running, and then we literally just saved, 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 saved. And that afforded us the opportunity to, you know, do our next expansion uh, in the Portland area, again, without investors, without anything like that. No, mm. There's no trust funds down there either. <laughs> um, well, you, and you put yourself in a, a prime location. That was going to be the important part. Yeah. Very, very important. Yep. Yeah. You know, we wanted to be vertically integrated from the ground up. I mean, I guess you could say the only thing we don't do now is edibles. I mean, that's literally the one little aspect we don't do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both burn. Well, he's a good cook, I burn so. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, we had a great opportunity um, to meet and be friends with DJ. You know, his knowledge in the extraction world is far superior to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just had, we had to, you know, everybody surrounded themselves with the right smart people and and then we just kind of moved on from there i know there's tons of grumbling of things in the portland area and 
It's, it's, what do you it's, hear? What do you sometimes hear? Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, just, I haven't heard any of this. Like, well, I mean, now? <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, who represents us legally and oh, who, oh, uh, yeah. you know, who invested in us and things mm -hmm. like that. No, and, you're owned by Curaleaf, right? And we're owned <laughs> yeah, by some yeah, other yeah, company. Yeah. I, I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> and, you know, I really don't. I, I don't. I have to ask. That was good. I don't. I, like I don't. That. I really, I swear to God, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, like who gives a shit? Yeah. Like I, you're gonna do your thing, and that's what well, you're I gonna just, do. I've always had that. Like, no need to pay attention, you know, because I'm sensitive, and if I can stay in my lane and I can focus on what we're doing, you know, all this grumbling is just kind of like background noise that doesn't. That I I try my hardest not to let affect me. Yeah, I mean, would it affect me if I paid attention to it? Probably, mm -hmm. but I don't because I I know, I know the absolute truth. I, mm -hmm. I know that in my head. I know it, so I'm fine. They can say whatever they want. Yeah, it's I, I Ryan and I literally started taking a paycheck. I think less than two months ago, and we've been doing this for years. Yes, <laughs> you yes. know, because uh, Ryan's wife has a good job. I have my apartments. It's kind of fed our families for this long. Yeah, and we've put every penny back into um, our stores our cultivation and now we're moving on to building another cultivation we've just you know even from day one at the lab i mean yeah. literally you guys acquired it and the first thing they did was put you know a bunch of capital into it to upgrade yeah i mean we we so the the day after the lab we ordered three thousand dollars just of, buying it and letting it operate no, as it was no, we wanted to make changes it, and improve make it, it better get it more efficient so we took the input of dj and his staff at the lab but then all the workers that he's had for for a while and we just you know next day spent three hundred thousand dollars and getting more extraction equipment to be able to provide quicker and better service for entities in the state because mm -hmm. i mean that was one of the biggest grumblings that we had heard prior to the official acquisition is just you know hey this there's a lag period that takes you know well there was because there wasn't enough equipment mm -hmm. now there's enough equipment yeah i mean we get right hammer some stuff out now and that's what we wanted to do because it's yep. all about convenience right so first of all we've got a great quality and we're going to make it convenient for people to pick up the phone say hey we need you to do this and hang up the phone and they forget about it because we take care of the rest and that's just what we've been trying to do so so all of that has afforded us the opportunity to keep it local there's no investors i mean did we borrow private money as a bank absolutely on some things sure sure but that doesn't make them an investor. That makes right. them a bank. You know what I mean? Because that's what they did. They lent us a small amount of money to get us going and we paid that back and they're gone. You brought up a good point though too. I feel like it's everyone's always pointing fingers and then we're we're like, well, why is there not a unified front? And it's like, well, you got, you know, Joe Schmo from who knows where, you know, claiming that you got an investor now or that, you know, so-and-so represents you. And we have a lot of talks about too. I felt like sometimes the, community has done it to itself we've almost divided each other just mm -hmm. because everyone is so jealous of the success of their neighbor that they're willing to try to you know cast shade on them just to you know mm -hmm. bring down the whole what they got going on 100 percent. so this is the thing that i've that i've noticed and, and i've struggled with a little bit because as you see on on all ends we've done nothing but support the community any way we could whether mm -hmm. that be uh putting them on the shelves to to uplift the if you people know that if you go into sensimia we do nothing but try to uplift the brand and they mm -hmm. see that the lewiston auburn community is a, a hub of smokers as we all know i think that they're <laughs> they were overlooked yeah. mm -hmm. like they're thinking down no 
in Lewiston, Auburn, people get down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. So, and for that reason, and even on the extraction end now, we're trying to take their product and give them the best representation of what they have. So with having the grumblings, and this was my concern. It was like, okay, so we're from, we were born and raised in this state. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have any investors. Mm -hmm. We're checking off all these boxes. Is it now that they don't like it because we're scaling too large? Is that the complaint? Because I'll tell you right now, we have what? Over 50 employees. And by the time this is done, we're going to be into the 80, 90 and these are all main people with yeah. the money staying in the state. What is wrong with that? There's nothing else to, to come after. That's what mm -hmm. we're trying to create here. We want to create longevity within the industry, create jobs for people. I mean, there's a lot of families now that are eating off this industry, not because of us. I don't say it like no, that. No, it's no, because right? of the fact that we're all doing this as a group and there's some success behind it. So I don't think there's so I'm I'm. I'm that's why I get to the point that it's not really about me and my feelings. It's about all these people that are sitting there sacrificing, doing the hard work, yep. and then they see the backlash and 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 I work and I, I look out for them. And I'm like, ah, that that sucks, you know? Yeah. Well, if, I've seen it too. I, I think I saw a job posting for like the Portland Bud Tenders or something you're looking for, and like you guys are paying a real competitive wage too, if you think about it. And I feel like that's what's kind of cool is, and that's what happens when you have local business people or local businessmen running a business versus a big corporation. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you, you see in all your employees, and you're trying to take care of them and really try to you know change their lives moving forward yeah. versus just trying to squeeze every last living cent out of them and paying them the lowest you can. So that's one benefit I think of the cannabis industry, especially in Maine, is it's I feel like it's helped. The people that do want to find a job and do want to work and want to work in a place that's competitive, it's challenging, you know, yes. and it's and the compensation is great. It's it's been a good avenue for some. Well, that's what I mean. So I think if we all were to get together and and we're proponents of any scale of cannabis owners or growers or any of that, we've never been. I love closet growers. We want to keep that going. Listen, if you have, I just any proponent that's pushing the plant forward we are all about it and we support it. You know, I just think that I wish we could all be unified a little more instead of, you know, this internal combustions, as far as, like you said, pointing the finger at, while he's grown to scale, there must be something wrong. Yeah. No, I just, we just work a lot. Maybe they move different than <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we a, just work a lot. That's mm. for real. Like you can find us seven days a week, either he's in the office pounding stuff, dude, or I'm in the garden running or DJs in the, you know what I'm saying? All of the above, it's because we love what we do and we don't even know what day of the week it is. And we're yeah. just doing it because we're so immersed in this company and we're having so much fun and we love, you know what I mean? It, and it just evolved. You want to see the success yes. of this. Yes. Well, and you're, you're also in a time where I feel like a lot of people have used the money that's come into a business on luxuries in life, you know, and like, and you see a lot of vacations, a lot of things like that versus like you guys have really played it smart. And so I, that's where I almost think sometimes a lot of jealousy and some, it's just, it's more so like, well, how come I couldn't do that? Well, maybe it's just because there's a difference in, but, well, you know, uh, and what I you want to spend your money on. Too, Evan. To be honest with you, I told Sean this the other day. I think we're at the perfect age. And I say that, and this is no offense to anybody else. It's like we're in our 40s. Mm -hmm. We understand uh, short-sighted plays now. And we understand, like, at, at, this, at this age, you're not really trying to impress anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be at some certain status. You know what I mean? So right. it's like... I, I wear freaking Birkenstocks, dude, and, and the clothes that are on yeah, top I was of the pile. Say. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no, so that's what yeah. I'm saying for us. So it's really not about that. We, we care about the company mm -hmm. and we want to double down 
for the sake of the people who are sitting there working hard for us. Yeah. So they have a future in this, and that's important. Scope and scale of uh, the world around us uh, comes maybe with some, you know, allusions to it too. When people see it bigger, they no longer can, they feel like, oh, it's another business that came out. So it feels like a misguided reason for attack um, based off of how large you've been able to build what you're wanting to build, the direction you want to go. And you have aspirations for even more if that's what the the successes of the company end up doing in the long run. If it's for the better. And, and if it changes on a you know federal level as well, stuff sure. like that. Why wouldn't you? Because well, you want to go for it. You're at the perfect age and you have the right people around you. You're starting to feel like you're building something in a good direction. And it's all about Maine. It's always been all about Maine and the people around in the community. You've done that. I remember, I mean, it's always been about a circle of people and how big can you make that circle of people around you? We've, we've been positive. Who want to be involved yeah. in the same way you're, you're involved, right? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And, and, and it's, it's a great degree of dedication is what's, what it is. It just seems like it's So that's going to be so tough fast. to have to explain that my dedication, our dedication. I do it for the employees. We do, because yeah. we could sit back and be like, you know what, and, and this brought us uh, to, you know, to here right now. Because I said, I just said to Ed when we walked in, I says, yeah, I know there's social media and there's these platforms that everybody gets to and they get lost, immersed into their phone and, and, and they think that they have this scale audience. I've, I strictly believe this is why I haven't even come on here. It's like, who the fuck wants to listen to me? Who am I? You know what I mean? And, and, and that's... The mindset, but also now it got to the point where it's like, man, I think it's good that we come in and tell our story for the sake of the employees, for the sake of everybody to really see where we come from, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and how we really do care about every move that we do make. You know, some of the players that they, they put us in line with, you know, let's say, you know, the, the Hannah Kings or whatever of the world, it's like, that's not, that's, that's not us, it's not real. Mm -hmm. There was an acquisition there that was on the table be, that would help push the, the, the business forward. Yeah. nothing to do with that lady. You mm -hmm. know what no. I'm saying? I, I want to talk about that, that acquisition too, because just obviously there was like, you kind of just mentioned too a little bit about the, the Hannah King stuff and whatnot. That was a big drama, but we could touch upon that. It's just, you guys acquired something that was, it's pretty big. You know I mean? That has to be rather a stressful process and a complex process. I'm just, you know, I want just a little bit of like enlightenment as far as how that, how that works, you know, what's the stages of that and how did the ball really get rolling? Just wanted full integration, right? <laughs> One step closer, oh, we full did, integration. We did, we did want full integration, and uh, I wasn't taking that from you. I was just nope. making a joke. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, it might be worth knowing, DJ, you should uh, like to talk to you about that, too, and how, how you've had to go through uh, your situation with really. Oh, yeah. No, you know? it was uh, definitely some hell over the last year with that stuff. So, I thought, um, yeah. I thought it had been a little bit longer than that. <laughs> Honestly, it feels like it's been forever it was, that you've been uh, in a, it's in a, only been a couple of years in a shit yeah. shit storm of information. Yeah, when the ball dropped on the Hannah King thing, I think it was uh, December 2019, something like that. Okay, um, but yeah, um, a lot of stuff got twisted. You know, her husband was a business partner of mine at Coast to Coast. Yep, had zero to do with the day to day, you know, business of operations of the company. As did Hannah. I mean, she she was just our lawyer essentially, and yep. uh, you know we didn't necessarily support what she was saying 
uh, whenever that stuff happened. Um, but somehow we got called snitches, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, all we were trying to do is make good extracts, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people stayed loyal to us, including uh, Sean and Ryan. You know, they still process with us and saw business as business. And, um, you know, ever since then, we kind of, the company wanted to kind of shift gears and the business partners that I had there kind of just wanted to go do their own thing. And we started looking for suitors to, um, you know, acquire the company, knowing that I was going to stay on and, yep. you know, run the extraction lab, help out with the grow wherever I'm needed. And, you know, we had one or two people that were interested that we had some negotiations with. And, you know, I think I was dropping off some extracts one day in Sean's office and he said, you know, what would you guys think if we started, you know, talking about this and, you know, the ball started rolling from there and, um, you know, it was a very slow process. Um, you know, they we really went through a lot of different scenarios, different numbers and things like that. And, uh, they were the, the perfect partnership in my opinion, you know, between the other people we were talking to, um, it just didn't seem like, that was going to be a good fit long-term and mm -hmm. uh, I've always respected Ryan and Sean and their work ethic and what they've done with the business and growing it from day one. So, um, you know, it's turned into something good and I think we're gonna have a good future ahead of us. Yeah, that's what you want. You want to have a good future out of this. I mean, you want yeah. to continue to go forward longevity's sake that's what attracted you and your to want to continue even coming over to Maine am I right oh for sure yeah I mean I was in Colorado for seven years operating out there and uh you know filled a bunch of hats in the business and pretty much helped start uh, apothecary extracts out there that's where I got the majority of my uh, extraction knowledge and experience and then was an owner in a dispensary and grow about a 200 lighter um it was just flooded, you know, 200 lighter in Colorado. You were a tiny person, tiny speck, and you really couldn't compete with the big dogs. Really? Nice. had no. gotten to that point. No, it was tiny. I mean, it was, it was nothing. Um, you know, there's thousand light grows on every corner out there, especially up in Denver. Um, but you know, Oh, was that Jay? Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Um, thousand lighters all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I 70 North Denver. That's, yeah, 200 so is nothing. Yeah. So we, we're still scope is relative, I, I suppose, here, right? I but mean, I don't know if it's like, I think, I don't, I don't know if a 200 lighter, and I might be wrong. There's a good chance I've been wrong a lot. But <laughs> I don't know if a 200 lighter will ever be considered small for the state of Maine, just because I don't know how much the state can support. Colorado's a lot bigger than Maine. That's just the truth yeah. of it. You know, everything's... Five times the population. Right. So I'm wondering, you know, if that's ever going to be a thing where you see, I don't think you'll ever see as many thousand lighters in Maine as you did in Colorado or Cal definitely not California and things like that. It's just, they just have too nah, many people. So. That's yeah. part of the beauty of it, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. But Sean, I wanted to get back to you too, just about like DJ was talking about the process that you guys went through. I just didn't know if you had any insight you wanted to share just on the whole situation in general. And, you know, obviously he said that you kind of brought it up, but where was the gears turning with you and Ryan behind the scenes? Like, when did you guys mention No comment. No. <laughs> I'm just here so <laughs> just I don't get fined. <laughs> no. Uh, well, what DJ said was, was true. Um, you know, he had been in our office and kind of talked about, you know, what they were trying to do and all that. And then he would leave and Ryan and I would look at each other and be like, 
should we should we try something like that? And they're like, no. Yeah. Right. And then you know, after looking at each other twenty times and asking each other if we should do something like that, we're like, wow, let's do it. So let's you know, if you're not, um, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. I think one of our friends says to us all the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am dying. And uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we planted the seed, and then it kind of went from there. We were a, a good fit. We hired an attorney in Colorado that specializes oh, really? in this. Like uh, cannabis acquisitions and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, he does everything cannabis-related. Yeah. And um, so we hired – obviously, he can't practice in Maine, but he could guide our, um, you know, our – our main attorneys, mm -hmm. we actually right next door at Isaac's and Raymond Dandote. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. You know, he he could guide. He, he just guided everybody on this process, mm -hmm. which was amazing. Yeah. Um, like a lot, consultant. In this he's done a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. And right. Stuff, so. so when we just wanted to make sure it was a total third party that could look at everything objectively and really look out for for us. Yeah. So that's you know, and what better and just what better place to look than you know the the frontier of Colorado. So mm -hmm. DJ knew of um, of this of uh, Keenan, and we've been talking ever since. <laughs> um, you know, this whole process in the Portland was it took so long. I think because of uh, it was a, it was a big deal, a lot of moving parts. I mean, there was a lot of people involved. It didn't just come with the lab, right? There was no, no. Right. It came with the lab. It came with the storefront. It came with exactly, uh, yeah. the, uh, you know, the cultivation and all that. So a lot going into it, <laughs> yeah. right? So it was a, it was a real big transition, and there was a lot of moving parts. And I mean, I don't know how far to get into depth, but I can give you the scope. You know, when we started to do it, our biggest attraction, other than the lab, because the lab was just icing on the cake. I mean, mm -hmm. it was already running great. We had, you know, to be able to involve DJ was just a win-win. Right. And, but the, at the time, the city of Portland said, hey, we're going to allow 20 stores, period. Right. For the rest of... Forever. Yeah. Forever yeah. they yep. didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that interests us because we could, we could uh, be part of that. Get a license in a highly competitive and sought out from right. Yeah. yeah. So the little hitch to the giddy up there was Coast to Coast owned that store. Well, part of the rules are you can't transfer a license and sell the license. You know, you could do some percentage over five years. And, yeah, 25% every five years. So, I mean, it would literally take you 20 years to acquire it. So, we did a, um, a you know, and I'm not an attorney, but it was a membership interest purchase agreement type thing. Mm -hmm. So... We essentially became the controlling members of the coast to coast entity. Yep. As rugged route south. Mm hmm So like I know there's grumblings and people need to be cautious what they get on their computers and look up on who's who's agent and who's this agent and that and this the next thing. Because gr granted, yeah, you look it up and you can see coast to coast agent, but now we're the controlling members of that. So you know that's that's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But go look and see who owns and who is the registered agent for Rugged Route South. You know that's right here in Lewiston, Maine. Yeah. I mean that's what we do. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just I just caution people that like to get online and search and figure stuff out for themselves. You gotta know the whole story. Yeah. And then the city of Portland opened up the uh, doors for 
everybody who applied. <laughs> so now you're at like 36 stores or something like that. Yeah, but at the same crazy. time, you've given yourself a little bit leg advance because I've heard that the city of Portland can take like a year to oh, approve. If a year plus, if someone's like so two years, man. some people yeah. are like for adult use. So yeah. 100%. At least it still benefit so, a little bit. So we were it's turning a corner, though. As it far is. as I know, no, they're, like, they're uh, actually, it's finally hitting. Believe it or not, the city of Portland has been on my side of things, and all this, all everything we've done with the city of Portland has been amazing. A good experience. It's weird because for such a big good. municipality, I mean, you think it'd be. A they headache. have they have processes to everything, and if yeah. you just get in there and you do your processes, if, if you know, we hired a, an architectural firm in Portland that knows this process well, so they can guide us along. Granted, anybody who walks into it, not having these resources and right. stuff like that. Yeah, sure. it could take forever. A lot more it's, challenging. A, it's a lost. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, uh, to f go in and figure it out on your own is really something special. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Michelle. So. <laughs> um, really something special. Right. <laughs> so we were teed up to have this whole thing done last year, November, December of last year. We were going to be signed, sealed, delivered, rock on. Yeah. And then the something happened, and during the election, they had that uh, – Citizens Initiative, or whatever it was called, to lift the ban on store uh, the the cap, the cap. lift the cap <laughs> yeah, on right. stores in Portland, and so I put the brakes right to it. We put the brakes to it because it's like, well, the whole point of this was to be a part of be an exclusive yep. store, mm -hmm. um, and of course that passed. So now you can have ten million stores in Portland as long as they meet all the criteria. Whatever. So after renegotiating and rethinking and re-strategizing to make it immediate, you know, we followed through with our initial thing with the membership purchase agreement as coast to coast being the controller and all that. So now we acquired and officially did everything as of April 9th of this year, but we've also applied to have, because we, we can, because you can apply now. Now everything is, we have new licenses being applied for. We can operate under the current licenses because of our membership purchase agreement. But eventually that membership purchase agreement will go away and it will just right, be... Because there's no cap. Mm -hmm. There's no yep. cap. Yep. So now it's going to turn into Sensamia South yep. for the stores and Rugged Root South for the extraction and cultivation. Mm -hmm. It hasn't slowed us down. It's just the process in the background. Yep. So, so the South Central makes me think, is there a Rugged Roots North coming pretty soon? Well, that's what we consider this. <laughs> but even, yeah. even more North, is there a Bangor, no. a Bangor coming? No, no, no. we supply a lot of South people in South. Bangor. South. Yeah, I was about to say, that's where, <laughs> oh, right. yeah. that's where you go. Yeah. We, we supply a lot of people in Bangor, and the people of Bangor have supported us, and I firmly believe in letting them do what they do. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, you know, actually, perfect time to say that 64 Washington Ave in Portland will be open in a couple of weeks. Yes. So you <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Do you have a date? Date? No, we don't. Because no. Okay. No. And I and I, if a I did, weeks. I would certainly tell you. A little yeah. bit before the fourth um, is what we can expect. Somewhere. I would there. hope so. Yeah. yeah. We're just waiting on the state to come down, and I mean, we've been through so many inspections that I'm trying to get everything as proper as possible before they get here. Mm -hmm. Um. If you've way, moved the desk in or the front desk, I think you're pretty damn close to being right where you want to be, right? You don't move that in early. Sean's like, that's, been, you, in for, Sean? that's been in for three months. <laughs> yeah, um, that's Remember when that baby came in? I was like, what are we unwrapping here? <laughs> well, <laughs> Which was awesome. <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to hit up, too, that we're pretty sure. proud of. Uh, you know, So we're opening the first adult use store on, on that end. But also, I want to talk about the pricing that we're coming yeah. out with. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So... This, I think this is, we are going to be, you know, as, as far as, you know, with the vertic vertical integration that we have, our pricing is going to be amazing. 
You're really going to be do. able to keep uh, right on. A, yeah, we're going to do forty-five dollars. Uh, concentrates everything there is everything's in the forty. Pretty cool though too, because if you think about it, I, I, you know, I don't know the exact percentage of in-state versus out-of-state owned recreational shops, but I know that there's not a large portion of recreational shops that are owned by an in-state entity exactly. like yourself and also being competitive with the out-of-state people because you have such a good in-state infrastructure it's kind of even a more of like a, you know fuck you to, <laughs> to well, all the other people from outside that are really coming in flight it's good to see a, well, a hometown just, group of people to be took, doing it i mean we just literally took a pencil and a piece of paper and wrote down every little thing and said hey it costs us this much to get here and an honest everyday living is increasing it by this much mm -hmm. and no one you know so we're not dependent on somebody dictating to us. And then mm -hmm. as a result, it's really a win-win for everybody. Right. The consumer wins, we win. That's a competitive volume. Portland price. Yeah. If not it, it's, uh, it's under, the, right? It is. It's competitive it's with the medical market as a recreational well, that's what provider. Yeah, which in comparison really cool. to what I had yeah. seen I mean, on the yeah, medical There's prices. a lot more <laughs> loopholes and taxes and so on and so forth with you gotta going into adult use. Yeah. But I mean, it's not astronomical. I mean, it's not like you know, six thousand dollar pounds aren't a thing. <laughs> were you, you know? so yeah? Did you were you yeah. almost a little relieved when you guys actually got into it? Like, hey, a lot of the hype that you were hearing from the outside. Once you actually get into the practicality of an oh, application, we knew going into it because I mean, we sat and did the math. Yep. Like, you know, you have to pay your excise tax on this, and you have to pay this tax, and mm -hmm. this compliance, and this license, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And if that, you divide that out amongst your whole year's worth of stuff, there's room there to make a fair wage and make sure all the employees get paid and mm -hmm. there's some left at the end to reinvest right. and some left for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't do it for, it's not UNICEF cannabis company. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we're here no. to make mm -hmm. money and provide jobs and that's only way the wheels like keep that. turning, you know, exactly. Point, so no one's doing charity work. Fair margin across the board though. I mean, I think at that pricing, the consumer is still getting a grade A product that's not inflated to these crazy numbers just because it says adult use. Yeah, right. you know and people saying? opening yeah. the adult use stores that can't do anything for themselves, unfortunately, they're at the mercy of whatever somebody wants to sell it to them for. Right. You know, so they are getting, they're, they're you know, they are being dictated to what they have to sell for because they have to make money too. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're just dozen dollar pounds. Yeah, mm -hmm. they are. And they're that's the thing. Will, it will is. that end up? Oh my god. Will you be able to have, um, say? trading partners who you'll be able to include in that as well, who already kind of fit into that pricing model or, or would that kind of tear it up too though? That would probably. You mean like to stay at the 45? Yeah, so well, you're yes. able to, because yes. you figured out the numbers and you It'll crunch, some, but yeah. you're still dealing with vendors who have X price and, and that, we can, that and we've maybe always tried. We've always to. tried those higher ticket items and if the people like it, then the people Go like it. Go with it, mm -hmm. yep. It'll right. be priced more expensively than our stuff, which yep. is fine, there's tiers to things. Yeah. So you're talking about what you can control within a rugged roots and whether they sit in a brand. It's not our fault. Mm -hmm. exactly. Oh, rugged I mean, roots brand. The consumer yeah. ultimately sets the price right. because they're either going to buy it or they're not. Right. And it's been easy for us to say to the vendor when they come to us and they're just like, you know, my product is worth this. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm going to buy it for your price that you want. And I'm going to put it on the shelf reflecting that price. Mm -hmm. The consumer will tell you if it's worth that or not. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's not. I, and that's no offense to anybody. It's just, mm -hmm. we've already put a quality product on the shelf for an affordable price. So they're like, well, why is this, is it, does it, you know, and take it out of the bag? Does it dance for me? You know what I mean? Or, <laughs> you know, those things. And it's just like, 
it's hard. It's hard, man. There's very few draws to it that have just been like, all right, I can inflate this price and it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, it's just in the end, I think, and again, I only know the Lewis and Auburn market well. Right. And I know sure. how the, we're, we're flower smokers and mm -hmm. they know their flower. And you got to really have something that's going to be just astronomical for them to spend you know what I mean? A fair amount on that right? is, like yeah. And, and 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 you know, I'm not. I don't What's know. What's too high a price right now for an eighth? For an eighth, 60. for the LA yeah. market, sixty a lot. Sixty yeah, seems sixty like a lot for adult yeah. use. For adult use, yeah, sixty for sure. I mean, on on the medical, I think the highest we've seen is what forty five, maybe. Yeah, something like that. It seems like everyone's kind of in the same ballpark for medical. Sure. But 65 seems to be the going rate for adult use right now. It everywhere, does. So, and, and so you're going to be able to cut that down by an average of 20 if yep. you want to do comparative I mean, shopping. I mean, I, I would say most are in the 50, 55 range. Yeah, okay. There are some up there in the 60, 65 range, but nobody in 45. There right. isn't, and I think this, and, and, and you, you all know our product, and mm -hmm. it's not like we're reflecting it because there's an abundance in anything. Again, this was always Sean and I's thinking from the start. We like good business. We like good relationships. And we're thinking, and we says, you know, you want longevity within the business to have a quality product yeah. for a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. And that's how the state of Maine works. Yeah. And you've, uh, speaking of quality, you created your own little menu going on over there. Huh? <laughs> well, that, well, that's... That's been a lot of fun. Yes. You and, talked about that before. And, and that's us. And that's where we kind of, like, we've seen... Well, we've seen the rest of, of everybody I don't want to get out of the market thing entirely. I'm so, sorry. yeah, I'll go a little bit on varietals. Sure. Just as far as, let's say, for instance, you see a lot of growers, they, they follow the trends. You know, whatever's hot, well, okay, I'm going to grow that next. And we wanted to start getting away from that and starting doing proprietary strains mm -hmm. and really like crossing things within house. You know, I have a great relationship with Melting Pot and he does amazing things for us on that end. Mm -hmm. And I have a great relationship with guys like Lakoka and, and, and things that they're really pushing the plant forward that we can start doing things in house because, you know, obviously replication is flattery, but at the same time, I rather just keep, you know, uh, uh, moving ahead you see mm -hmm. ice cream cake being the big draw now right well we were doing that a long time ago and we want to sure. move past that yeah so we want to keep evolving and i don't want it to be hey you know we want to evolve into things that we can do specifically for us that somebody can't just get a cut of online mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i mean so that's why we've decided that we want to we like the genetics of ice cream cake we like the genetics of the sunday driver let's see if we can make something that we like from each of it and push the plant forward. No, I thought that was pretty cool when I saw it too. I was like, well, you took your, your staples and then like, let's just fucking cross the staples yeah. and make better ones, you know? And I Absolutely. think that was, I saw it and I was like, that's pretty cool, you know? Cause I think just like you, you, you realize after three years of ice cream cake and stuff, while it's moving into trend for everyone else, sure. it's moving out for you guys and mm -hmm. you got to bring something else in. And so you did the, the market is seen. That's hard too, because from a, from a, a grower's perspective to have a new varietal in to do the hunt to do the cross that takes a lot of time and it's so hard for for the consumer to come in because they're like man this is great this is awesome weed i love it what else you got you're like 
but that took me a year to create. <laughs> you know, what's it, that's the problem that evolves so much. It's it's, it's time consuming to do an appropriate hunt. To, Risky to, too. You know, you is. never know if it can it's it can cost you a lot at the end of it if it everything can. goes south. So. It can. It really can. And that's the other thing too. It's some of these smaller gardens. It's hard for them to do those types of things because, as you know, when you're hunting, you're going to find one keeper, and then you have all these other phenos that are just not great what yeah. do you do with that mm. you know so that's the problem like we've been able to kind of like all right we'll put this label this into different pre-rolls and they can try it you know we have been able to do it at a small enough scale where it's really not hurting us but i get it from their perspective too they're like hey i need that to pay the bills i need that to do these things so would you look at plant growth uh, especially now it, with the concept or idea that you're doing that canopy where you're only going with one footers in particular rooms mm -hmm. can you look for different qualities within phenomes now because it doesn't reach like a, a, a well it's not going to achieve like a different kind of maturity well i think that for us we later we have stages you can't right on that yep. You can, but at the same time, for us, it's like uh, I'm I'm pretty set in a program. Like we like to go nine weeks, so that's part of the box. If if she doesn't right. check that box, she's out. You know, there's there's boxes that I go through when we're looking for that. You know, that particular you know pheno when we're going through. You know, it'd be obviously taste, smell, effect, which keeps getting lost. By the way, uh, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Those those types of things that will, will all go through. So I have my criteria that I'm looking for to find that perfect. Mm -hmm. which I don't know if there's anything perfect out there, but the one that people are looking for. Yeah, no, I think it's always about uh, the representative uh, flavor profiles. You're, if, if it's already in existence, you want it to hold those characteristics. Yes. But if you're creating your own, then it's about what what are you creating, yes. you know? Yes. So you get to explore that. That's pretty fun. It's, it's the best part new, of the job. New terrain, new territory. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the best part of the job. Think about you're creating something, you put a, you get to name it, and then you put it out and see the, the feedback from the general public. That's when do we like, get a name on one of these strains? When's that happening? Yeah, okay, huh? Well, let's, <laughs> yeah, Sean, make it happen, baby. <laughs> that could be in the works well, for a sure. Nickname, a nickname of some sort where we only know what it means. <laughs> that that could be in the works, and, and I think shit. that. Chief oh, <laughs> uh, oh, little big <laughs> It's been hurting for years. So <laughs> that came right to my mind when you said name a strand. I was like, cheap little big legs. Oh, so, sorry. So <laughs> that's how it goes down in my life. Oh man. So we uh, we want to keep pushing that as a proponent. We know that's important. That drives the market. We have some things coming out on the adult use end. Like I said, the ice cream sundae is about to be released. Uh, the banana runs is about to be released. Some of these ones that were pretty special to us. And, you know, we get to work, you know, with Lonnie from Soulfire. He sent Soulfire, us a yeah. bunch of the beans. Mm. He took our cut of Bahama Mama just recently. So we searched his. We found a, a certain pheno that was amazing. Have everybody seen Bahama Mama? Mm -hmm. He took it back and he just bred his whole 2021 lineup with it. So that's oh, damn. It's the rugged cut with whatever else he crossed it with, which is a lot of different varieties. Wow. So that's going to be exciting to see that come out as well. Sean's looking at you like, do we have royalties on all those seeds? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and that's it was pretty, so... It's a big honor. No, that's really... It fun. is. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Especially somebody that's, from that's Seattle, big. and we're all the way in Maine, yeah. and we're collaborating across the country, and that just shows how we're trying to... You know, well, these are how trends like cakes and cookies and different things of the past have always kind of went into. I yeah. mean, so you get to explore a whole new... It's the Who fun knows what could be created off that. Well, look, from a that consumer standpoint, too. walking through the door and you see something new on the menu with these creative names and you see the lineage of it and you're like, 
wow. You know what I mean? That's what geeks us all it's out. That. It's yeah. extremely craft, yeah. too, if you think about sure. it. For a state that loves, you know, craft things, it's nothing more craft than taking your kind of selection and interbreeding it within each other. So Absolutely. I feel like it's going to continue to be a big hit. And I feel like you'll probably have some other people hop on that same train and start doing the same thing because it's very main. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. And I think that's great because now we have individuality happening within. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, right, and that's right. what I want. I don't want, like... Right now, you see a lot of it, and you're going to go on every corner store, and everybody's going to have the same menu. That it, I don't, I don't find. I don't know. For me, I, I don't geek out on that. I want to go into these different shops because I love that we have all these different shops, and you can go over. Let's say you go over to Cure, and you're like, "Wow, their menu is completely different than ours." Yep. And then on the other side of the fence, we have ours. And now, mm -hmm. and what really happens is the consumer shops at both. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's how everybody eats. You know, if it's all the same menu, then it gets into price battles. That's and that's a bad look. I don't want that for our state. I really don't. I'm mm -hmm. not looking forward to saturation and the home of the $50 ounce or any of that bullshit. I want it to. Exactly. So it's yep. on us to keep driving a quality market because we know in Colorado, guess what stayed? The quality. Mm -hmm. So let's do this as a group now, you know, and I think that can happen instead of some of these people, what we're finding out with crop steering and all these different growing methods, that the information's out there that people are going to know how to grow. What's going to separate everybody from everybody is the genetics. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's at. Yeah. And not only that, too, I think the culture, which you guys mentioned upon, like Sensamia, Rugged Roots, you guys have been a really good job of trying to develop that. Like, you know, when you walk in the door, you know, you're at Sensimia, you know, it's not like you're just in like some sterile environment or some sterile dispensary, yes. or, you know, you're getting like, and that's going to play a big role, I think, because every new store diminishes the value of a current one. And the mm -hmm. only way to separate each other is going to be through good customer service and good culture. So culture is huge. Mm -hmm. You want that whole experience when you walk through the door. And I yeah. think a lot of these smokers and it's all different generations, as we see now having stores, I mean, to have these people come in now and say, that's my place. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I feel familiar with. I love walking through the door, knowing the bud tender, they know me, they know what I want and, and all these different things. And I think that's what made, made Maine so special. It's not just cookie cutter. You come on the corner and you stand in line and it's like, you're at the doctor's office. No, it's, it's, it's like being at cheers. They all know your name. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's what we want. I yeah. think that's what we've always pushed for. Be personable, really get to know the people because at the end we're still holistic healing here. Mm -hmm. The plant is healing these people. Let's get to know them on that level as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You came out. Uh, I mean, I think just by the location of the first place, we knew it was going to be a neighborhood. That was the most attractive thing about it. Was it mm -hmm. not? I remember because looking at a couple places in the neighborhood concept and idea was uh, first and foremost that trumped almost anything else. Wow. So yeah, having that, was, having uh, that being immersed. Yeah, I was in a perfect spot because it was a low key spot in a high density area. Mm -hmm. So it worked out perfect, you know? No, that, really. that's weird because I feel like it makes total sense when you, like, break it down. When cannabis first came out, even still to this day, I feel like a lot of people drifted to Sensamia because it was low-key. So it's not like, you know, there were some stores you drive by, and even me, like, being, you know, don't really care that much, but it's like, shit, I don't know if I want, you know, who's going to, my, you know, my uh, kid that I coach, and their parent going to drive by and be like, hey, where are you at the pot shop, you know, and all that stuff. So I feel like in the beginning when the stigma was high, that was, it was a great spot for it because like you said, low key enough where people felt comfortable getting out of their car there, but also right in the heart of downtown. Right. And how awesome it is we're breaking down those walls. We're not even close to that anymore, are we? Yeah. People come up here and they're like, this is freedom, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, imagine that though. At first from where we were at the beginning to the stigma you're talking about, people like looking over to where we are now. I thought, I think that's pretty, pretty awesome yeah. to see. And we all did this. It's like, 
we that's got to make it feel like you made the right choice too when yes. in doing you know yes. because you could there were a lot of guys and there have been a lot of cultivators in the state who exist uh, still kind of in in both areas a gray area or even a, a straight up black area and you god know? bless but, them yeah you know we know where we came from this is a grassroots movement mm -hmm. and 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 i love everybody on all level i want them to succeed on all levels you know what i mean mm -hmm. we understand what it feels like to be in whatever area they're in you know what i'm saying so for them to keep doing their thing this is what this is founded on yeah so God bless them. I, I wish them nothing but the best to do their thing. Yeah. Because but this I know is your path now. This, this is, is my path now because what you guys of like are. we talked about. Like I owe this to my people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them to, it just to me in the end, if I got caught up on something, dude, that it would be ridiculous. You know, I really do feel like I owe. Twenty twenty one is no longer the black market either. It's called the traditional market. I was okay. educated the other day. I thought I was going to get someone jumping down my throat over it. I said, "Okay, I will." Yeah, traditional market. That is that is the new wording of it. Oh my God! Is a marijuana plant still female? <laughs>